Hi, welcome to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast, a weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I am Lee Campbell-Taylor, the interim pastor here, and Covenant Presbyterian Church is an open, affirming congregation, and we're so glad you found us. Our primary mission is to equip God's people to serve Christ in the world. In our weekly messages, we hope that you'll find inspiration, encouragement, and even challenge for your faith journey. Please listen with us now. So as I've already said, next Sunday is Palm Sunday, and then there's Easter Sunday. And so by comparison, the fifth Sunday of Lent is no big deal. It's pretty much just a day. But it is our present day, which means it is the only day from which we can, right now, look back in history to the past and look forward to the future. Today we stand in the present with a view in each direction, and both of our biblical texts are written from that vantage point, looking back and looking forward. In the Isaiah passage that Caitlin just read, the prophet uses a classic biblical formula, thus says the Lord, to convey that it is no less than God who will be addressing us. But before we can hear the Lord's message, the prophet reminds us of who this God is. Now that move is also a biblical classic. Throughout the Bible, prophets are always reminding people that this is the God of the Exodus, the God who made a way where there had been no way. For Jews, and thence for Christians, This is the foundational story, the thing that must never be forgotten because it's formative. It's a cultural touchstone of the past from which God's people derive their identity in the present and upon which they base their hope for the future. And it goes like this. Never forget that you are people of the God who makes a way in the sea a path in the mighty waters. Because knowing that will tell you who you are, more importantly, whose you are, which then points to where you're going, as well as how and with whom you will get there. It's a big deal. Now once Isaiah has thus, once again, underscored this crucial memory, only then does the prophet tell us what it is that the Lord thus says. And that turns out to be anything but classic. It is a total break from tradition. Thus says the Lord, do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. Nowhere else in all of Scripture does a prophet tell us to forget what God has done on our behalf. But here, God grabs our attention and points it in a fresh direction, saying, I'm about to do a new thing. Do you not perceive it? God is always moving on and urging us to keep up. That's why the Stewardship Committee used this verse from Isaiah for last fall's campaign. You knew it sounded familiar. So through Isaiah, God tells us what to expect next from God. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So the God who made a way in the sea will now make a way on land 
changing life-threatening mighty waters of the sea into life-giving waters in the desert. Yes, it is certainly a new thing, but it is linked to what God has done before. It is, it's like exhibit B of God making a way. It declares that our future with God will be different from our past with God. And yet, yesterday, today, tomorrow, God remains the same way-making God. So listen now to our second reading, noting how the psalmist also looks to our past with God and then pivots to the new thing God will do in the future. This is Psalm 126. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the watercourses in the Negeb. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the, she the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. This too is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. In Psalm 126, the psalmist is highlighting another foundational story of our faith. Not the exodus, but the exile that saga that stretched from the destruction of Jerusalem through the dividing of the people, some of them hauled off to Babylon, others of them stranded in the ruined land, and then finally to the long longed for return from exile. The psalmist looks back at all of that and sings, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, Zion being another name for Jerusalem, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. It must be noted that this dream word does not connote some drowsy, hazy kind of dreaminess. No, this is the same Hebrew word used for the powerful dreams like those of Joseph in the book of Genesis. It's also how the book of Joel speaks of God's promise. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters sh shall prophesy. Your old shall dream dreams, and your young shall see visions. This kind of dreaming is God-blessed dreaming. I dare say this is the sort of dreaming that the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., whose assassination we again mark and mourn tomorrow, the sort of dreaming that Dr. King was engaged in when he said, I have a dream. He was speaking words we still need to hear as he continued, it is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. And then after that quote from the Declaration of Independence, Dr. King reached further back to quote the prophet Isaiah. 
I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted and every plain made low. The hill and the mountain place made low. The rough places will be plain and the crooked places made straight. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. Do you hear how Dr. King's dream for our future is grounded in memory of our past? When he declared, I have a dream today, he was standing in the present, looking back to the foundation of this nation and looking far, far further back to the foundation of Judeo-Christian faith, all in an effort to put the American people into that dream state that helps us perceive the new thing that God is doing. Our call is not merely to remember but to let faithful remembering be the foundation for faithful dreaming. How good are we at that? When Covenant Presbyterian looks to its past, we may see that article on the wall back there about white pastors speaking out against racism in 1957. We may remember transforming the church's basement into an innovative venue for young people. We may remember recognizing our call to be a church for all God's people, joyfully including LGBTQ individuals. We may remember launching life-changing mission initiatives like the Laganov Haiti Partnership and the Women's Prison Outreach. Surely you remember God making a way again and again. I hope you can anticipate where I'm headed. God does not deny us those memories but God does urge us to focus on whatever new thing is springing forth. Remember, yes, but remember in order to dream and dream in order to act, to respond to God's new thing by committing yourself to its realization. So we are to let remembering lead to dreaming and dreaming lead to action. We can look back at many fine and faithful things this congregation has done in its almost 100 years, but we just can't stay back there. God has moved on and we are called to keep up. We can remember that in the past, we risked ourselves on behalf of justice. What risks is God calling us to dream of taking on now? We can remember that in the past, we opened our doors to those who needed what God has given us. Who is God calling us to dream of welcoming now? God's new thing is occurring, and we are called to be on the lookout for it. We must not be encumbered by clinging to the past, hung up on how things used to be, and yet we can be inspired by what we remember Memories can even help us notice and dream up our response to God's grace. As we all stumble forth from the dulling, diminishing drag of COVID, this long, hard season when the gaps between the American dream and the American reality have been so harshly exposed, can we remember to dream the interim time, this time of transition, is designed to help keep us limber, flexible, open to God, honing our attentiveness 
to God so that we will indeed perceive the new thing God is doing within our congregation. And so I am very hopeful. Today's psalm speaks of restoring, uses that term, which could suggest returning to how things were, looking to the past and, well, getting stuck there. But the psalm's final image is this. Those who go out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. That's not mere restoration. That's transformation. Weeping transformed into joy. Seeds to be sown transformed into harvested sheaves. And we're a part of it, part of the new thing God is doing. I cannot tell you what that will be, but I know that the nourishment received at the Lord's table prepares us for it. Yes, on this fifth Sunday of Lent, when we welcome a new member as part of our future, we celebrate this old sacrament with its distinctive call to look to both past and future. Communion liturgy has us look back as it tells yet another foundational story of our faith. On the night when he was betrayed, Jesus took and blessed and broke and gave and said, do this in remembrance of me. But then our liturgy also urges us to look forward. Every time we eat the bread and drink the cup, we, and this is the part that just blows my mind every time, we are proclaiming the saving life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ until he comes again. Until, in Isaiah's words, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. As those who dream, we can look back, look forward, and be on the lookout for the new thing God is doing. We can remember and dream and answer God's call to act. We can spend this present day on the path of Lent, knowing it leads to our Easter future. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast. I invite you to visit our website, covpresatl.org. That's C-O-V-P-R-E-S-A-T-L.org. There you'll find current worship information, links to our live Sunday morning streaming service, and our full archive of recorded services. You'll also find out more about us and how to get in touch. I wish you well in these strange times. God is with us. Grace and peace to you.